You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Podcast. Amen. Good morning, Grace. Well, today is a Vision Sunday, and we are blessed to have our other two campuses joining us live this morning. So we have our East Lincoln Church family, our Statesville Church family connecting in with us in our service. So would you join me in just welcoming them to be a part of our service today? It's always great to have our campuses together live today. I get to celebrate with you as we give God thanks for all that he has done. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what's before us as we're looking to the future, because we believe not only has God, God done great things, but he has uh, greater things for us to step into. So we're going to talk about that today. So let me tell you from the outset, our service is going to be really different today. Here's some videos. We're going to hear some, some testimonies from individuals, and it's all part of us telling our story this morning. So we're going to look at a lot of numbers. You have our annual report there in your worship guide on all of our campuses. So if you would take that out and we're just kind of kind of walk our way through that in the service this morning. We're going to look at a lot of numbers today and you can get lost in the numbers, but it's really the stories behind the numbers that bring significance to the numbers. So, so before we get to the numbers, let me tell you just a little bit of what happened during the holiday season. So we're thinking back just a couple months uh, as we think about the ministry of Grace Covenant here in the Lake Norman community with our neighborhood care center under the, uh, the leadership of Manny Rosado was in full gear during the Thanksgiving season. There in that neighborhood, they blessed, get this, 70 families with a full Thanksgiving meal. Not only that, they had a, an angel tree ministry that had 119 children that they were able to bless with gifts there in that community as we're just kind of living out Jesus on mission right here in the, the Lake Norman community. Not only that, while that was happening, our East Lincoln Church family also hosted the Angel Tree Ministry. They were able to bless over 100 families. And then our Statesville congregation partnered with us here on the Cuneus campus. And as you know, we had Christmas Joyland. We served like 205 families. It was possible because of the generosity of our church family. We had over 200 folks that were here serving. Nine individuals came to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior as we were just, again, just living out the love of Jesus. This is just a, a little snapshot of the life transforming ministry that's happening in and through Grace Covenant. And listen, it's only possible because of folks like yourself who love God, and you know what it is to live life on mission. So you've been a part of what God's doing here at Grace Covenant. Well, if you'll take your annual report, the little booklet that's been put together for you, you'll receive, uh, you'll notice third page in, you come to our financial report. And this is certainly a, a celebration of God's faithfulness, of your generosity, and honoring God with the tithe. We had an amazing year in 2019. We received $5,594,721. Get this. We exceeded our expected income by over $300,000. Isn't that not amazing? Wow. 
Our expenses for 2019, $5,368,000 and change. Here's the good news. We actually operated 300000 below budget, meaning we didn't spend what we thought we were going to spend. So praise God for the stewardship of the pastors, the administrators helping us manage, because it is God's money, right? And we want to best direct every dollar we can toward mission. So we, we actually live below expenses. As we look to this coming year, 2020, our budget for the coming year is $5,985,000. And so just to let you know why the big increase, uh, we have a new facility. It's kind of like if you went to buy a new home, let's say that you, you, you didn't have a home and you bought a new home, all of a sudden you would have what we call, what, a mortgage payment, right? Um, and that would obviously affect your budget to some degree. Well, it's the same for us. As we come into this year, we're going to be able to enjoy this new facility that the Lord's blessed us with. And as we conclude today, I'll tell you more about that. But with that, we have to budget a mortgage payment. So that's the, the main reason for the, uh, the increase in our budget as we look forward to this coming year. But we have certainly been blessed. And again, I want to thank you for your, your faithful support of the ministry of Grace Covenant. Again, as you honor God with the tithe. As you bring the tithe to the source, what does it do? It funds mission. It funds effective ministry. Listen, I've been a part of ministry now for 30 years, and one of the things I've come to discover is if you're going to be effective to mission, it requires dollars. There's no way around it. If we're going to feed the poor, we've got to have dollars. If we're, going to, if we're going to go plant churches in other nations, it takes dollars. So thank you for honoring God uh, with your tithe, the financial support. It enables us to live out our mission. So what's our mission? Here at Grace Covenant, everything we do falls under this statement. We are about helping people become like Jesus by loving God and serving others. But we want to help people discover Christ. As we're living out love for God and love for others. So Grace Covenant is a place where, where we want to bring honor to God, glory to God in, in all that we do. Here at Grace, we want, to, we want to bring help and encouragement for the believer. We want, to, we want to encourage you in your faith journey. Here at Grace, we want to bring hope for those who are far from God. Really simple, we want to help people who don't know God come to know God and discover life in Him. And here at Grace, we want to bring Love to the Lake Norman community. This is what I'm convinced of. Love is a transforming force. It's love that flows through our lives that impacts and transforms the lives of others. Well, the ministry and mission of Grace Covenant can be summarized in four words. Here's the four words. Connect, grow, serve, and go. Would you say those on all of our campuses? Let's say those four words together. We want to connect we want to grow, we want to serve, and we want to go. So first, let's talk about this connect piece. You know, as human beings, we were created in the image and likeness of God. We were created with the ability to connect in relationship with God. I mean, think about this. In all of God's creation, there's nothing else that He created that has the ability to connect in relationship with Him. Isn't that amazing? When we were wired, we were, we were wired in a fashion where we function best, connected in relationship with God, and then living that relationship out with one another. Matter of fact, I would say it like this, that life is all about relationships. Relationship with God, relationship with others. It was interesting, when Jesus was asked this question, what is the greatest of all the commandments? I, I want you to listen to what he said. Matthew 22, verse 37 he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Basically, Jesus was saying it's all about loving God and loving others. So as we think about connecting, we want to help you connect in relationship with God and in relationship with others. But one of the main ways that we help people connect together in relationship here at Grace is through, is through our groups. So as you look there to page five of the annual report, this past year we had 97 different groups happening across our campuses. 97 different places for people where specifically adults were connecting in relationship. Also you see we had 1,508 first time guests. And get this, most of them would say they came because someone invited them. Think about that. They came because someone said, hey, will you go with me? And, and they showed up. We added 160 new partners in 2019. And if you're wondering, uh, our average attendance across three campuses is about uh, 2,500. That's what our average was in this past year. Now, there's so many stories that I could tell you this morning about the value of connecting. Why? Why? Because that's, that's really the driver, isn't it? Why do I need to connect? Why is it important that I'm a part of community? I want you to listen to just one story from our Statesville congregation. It's Ron and Carrie's story about the value they discovered in connecting in community. I'm here with... Ron and Carrie Burford, uh, what happened here recently that really did have a significant impact in your life? Went to the doctor and uh, they did an ultrasound, they did some other things to find out, Ron, we need to do surgery. What he said, because you're going to have to, we're going to crack your ribs open and uh, so you can be out of work for three or four months. Being self-employed, I can't work, you don't work, you don't get paid. Um, so that was a real concern to me. So it sounds like this, the impact of this was more than just going in for the surgery. What were some of the things that were concerning you or that were impacted by this? What we have in our bank account for the business is just going to be enough just to get through the month that we're currently in, which is the month of surgery in November. So we come out and I just don't know how it's going to work. You know, the Lord just provided. What happened is we went on a beach retreat first. I remember walking on the beach that day and uh, just walking and um, I get a phone call. And I got the phone call. Um, the gentleman heard, said, I heard you're getting ready to have surgery. And um, you know that you're at the place you're going to be at, going to be in. But I want to, I, I want to pay for your first month of mortgage. I wept a little bit. It's kind of like God spoke to me and said, that he said, I started a good thing. And he said, I will carry it out to the day of completion. I knew there was a lot of people who loved you guys and would want to do something. So I remember um, just saying that we want to anoint you with all and pray for you after church. No one laughed. I mean, the whole room, everyone came forward. And what that did for your moment of crisis, what that did for our congregation, what that did for our body. And what we then began to see after that wasn't just one person who stepped up. It was a lot of people. This, what's happened to us, the care of the community, um, in big and small ways, even having, it was a fundraiser, right, that Mark 
did for us, that he gathered men around him that would stay up all night and they would cook pork shoulders and people would come and get one. That was just amazing how right. in big and small ways. I remember you saying, you can be taken care of from the stories that people share with me. The body of the Grace Covenant will take care of you. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew that our people, that the people of, of Grace Statesville would weren't going to just ignore you. And that's really what happened. I mean, some of these people were brand new to our church. They didn't know who you were. You know, when God begins to do something and you get to be a part of what he's doing, it's like this um, whirlwind. It's, it's very damaging. contagious. It's just, yeah, and it just grows and grows and builds and builds. And it's just, it's overwhelmingly amazing. Turn out an amazing story. As Ron and Carrie came to this really difficult place in their lives, well, they had a they had a, a family that rallied around them, and it really all flowed out of relationship, being connected to community. I mean, just this past Friday, I had an opportunity to be a part of a moving party. Um, so if you need someone to help you move, um, there's a moving party, and it, where does it happen? It happened out of a life group. So someone was moving to a new home and their whole life group showed up to help them in this process. What community just kind of like happening. And we want to help you find that place of connection, connecting with God and connecting with us. Because this is what we know. You're going to discover more life in life as you connect in relation. It's what you were created for. And we want to help you in that place of connection. Not only do we want to help you connect, but we want to help you grow in your faith. We believe that healthy things grow and growing people change. Healthy things grow and growing people change. So God didn't save you like to leave you where you're at as you are. No, he saved you because he has greater plans for your life. And so so we want to be those who are consistently, continually growing into the future that God has for us. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, we find these words. Paul wrote, so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, notice, continue. There's a continuation here. Continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing then with thankfulness. What this ongoing growth process. So we want to help you as you are discovering more of who God is and how that, how that plays out in your daily life. Well, this, this past year, again, looking there to the annual report, this past year, we had the privilege of, of uh, coming alongside helping 650 people find relationship with Jesus Christ. Isn't that not amazing? 650, I mean, think about that. 650 people came to faith in Christ through the ministry of Grace Covenant in this past year. We had 69 individuals who received the fullness of the Spirit as we would find in Acts chapter 2, we had 88 individuals that we baptized in water, four miracles that we were able to say God revealed his power in this way, in this place. And all of this is about helping individuals discover relationship with Christ and then growing in their relationship. Well, a huge focus 
for us here at Grace Covenant when it comes to spiritual growth and development is our children and our teens. Not that we're not investing in adults. We are. But we believe that our children and our teens should get our first and our best. Can I get an amen on that? We must be discipling this rising generation. That's a big focus for us when it comes to growth. And so this morning, I have uh, Pastor David here with me, and he has two of our students, two of our high school students, Brent and Abby. Uh, and he's just going to talk with them a little bit about spiritual growth in their lives and what it looks like for them as students. So would you welcome Pastor David and Brent and Abby? Good morning. It's exciting to share stories across all of our campuses this morning. We have two students with us. Abby is actually from our East Lincoln campus, and Brent is from our Cornelius campus. Brent, why don't you tell our church family a little bit about you? Um, I'm 17. I'm a senior in high school. Um, I do, I'm in the Grace Students, and I also do a lot of the production stuff here. So I do like all the cameras and stuff, so that's fun. That is fun. Um, like you said, my name's Abby, and I go to the East Lincoln campus, and I'm also a senior in high school. Very good, very good. Thank you. Brent, why don't you describe for us a specific experience that you've had through Grace Students where you recognize God was shaping your life? So um, a lot of it was just on the Wednesday nights that happen weekly, and that's something that we always look forward to as a great student because it's time to just like have fun and also get deep with like God. Um, but that Wednesday night, I had hung out with some friends that I now call like my brothers, um, but uh, they helped me get to know Jesus more by pushing me to get out of my comfort zone and also me helping to push them and just growing together uh, as like brothers in Christ. So yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. Abby, can you share with our church family how Grace Students is helping you grow closer to Jesus? Um, I think that uh, Grace Students is like, it's an amazing like opportunity to build up friends that also believe in Jesus, and um, they really support you in everything that you do, and um, like in exciting times and in tough times, and it's just really amazing to see God work through them in the community as they go out and serve, and Nick and Natalie, Pastor Nick and Natalie, um, prepare them to go um, on in their lives and carry Jesus, and um, seeing God in them inspires God in me too. That is amazing. How many of y'all are wishing you could go back to Grace Students now? <laughs> Brent, um, considering the Holy Spirit and his work and interaction in your life, how does he help you live out your faith? Um, a lot of it has to do with, like, in my school. Um, there, there's a lot of times where he, Satan tries to, like, tempt you with all the things that are happening in school. And having the Holy Spirit there just to tell you, don't do that or okay, do that because that's what's going to further my kingdom, uh, God, furthering his kingdom. And so just that little voice inside your head telling him what's right or what's wrong. Awesome. Very good. You know, these are just two stories. We could go on and on and probably pull many students in here and, and grace kids in here to share stories of what God is doing in their life and how they're growing closer to Jesus and growing closer to each other. Uh, so it's exciting to hear these two. Could you help me again by thanking Abby and Brent for sharing this morning? 
God is uh, certainly doing some great things in our children and our students' ministry about helping individuals grow in their relationship with Christ. But it's not just our children and our teens. There's some exciting things happening with our adults. Most of our discipleship, most of our spiritual formation for adults happens through the vehicle of groups. As we have individuals in groups, leading groups, community happening, a little iron sharpening iron. And uh, so many stories I could tell about our groups. But one of our groups that I'm really excited about is it is discipling people from other nations that have found a home right here at Grace Covenant. And this is a phenomenal story. I want you to listen as Luis and Anna tell the story of what God's doing in and through their lives in the group that they're leading. Hola, buenos días. Eh, quisiera presentar a mi esposa Ana Castellanos y Luis Castellanos. Somos originarios de Argentina y México y tenemos ya 18 años en los Estados Unidos. Y durante todo este tiempo hemos adoptado las costumbres de ese gran país. Estamos muy agradecidos con Dios por habernos traído a Estados Unidos, pero sobre todo por habernos traído a la, a la gran iglesia que es Grace. Como inmigrante, uno no puede olvidar el lugar de donde viene, las costumbres, el idioma, la comida. Y la verdad que una de las cosas que más nos impactó aquí de Grace cuando empezamos a visitar hace aproximadamente un año fue el, 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 la gran, eh, la calurosa bienvenida que nos dieron, uh, el gran amor que se manifestaba en las personas y también la diversidad que pudimos observar. Y conforme fueron pasando algunas semanas, de hecho, el primer domingo que asistimos a Grace fue el Lunch Sunday y nos sorprendió bastante ver que había un gran grupo de personas que hablaban español dentro de esta iglesia. No nos esperábamos eso. Conforme lo fuimos conociendo mejor y vimos la, 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 la diversidad de personas aún dentro del grupo hispano, dijimos, ¿por qué no abrimos un grupo, un pequeño grupo eh, en español en nuestra casa? Y desde ese entonces hemos visto cómo ha crecido, cómo un montón de personas se aceptaron y compartiendo las mismas eh, quizás necesidades de nosotros, que esa gran necesidad de conectar con otras personas, esa, ese deseo de compartir en su propio idioma y, y quizás por una vez, por un tiempo, no ser la única que habla con acento extraño, sino ser una de, la que, de las demás. Es como un sentimiento de alivio y de sentir que estás en familia. Grace hace un trabajo fenomenal en albergar a gente que, que habla el idioma español. Las reuniones que tenemos en español, además de eh, ser de gran aprendizaje, son bastante divertidas. Porque tenemos una gran diversidad, como decía Ana, gente que viene de países como Honduras, como México, Venezuela, eh, Ecuador... Eh, inclusive Uruguay Uruguay, Argentina y de todos los países de Latinoamérica entonces aprendemos de la Biblia pero también aprendemos unos de otros sí, y también cabe destacar que uno de, eh, de los deseos más grandes que tenemos es pues, servir a nuestra comunidad latina aquí en nuestra, en nuestra ciudad y también alcanzarlos para Cristo hay muchas personas que salen de su país y se encuentran aquí solas sin, sin el apoyo de la familia y se encuentran donde necesitan ese, ese núcleo de apoyo y queremos proporcionarles ese, ese, ese apoyo. Queremos que sepan que eh, en Grace hay un grupo pequeño que nos está esperando con los brazos abiertos. Isn't that exciting? 
Not only are we a church that's reaching the nations, but we are a church of the nations. And it's exciting to see what God's doing to bring both community and spiritual growth through the vehicle of groups. Here's one other really quick story about groups. There's a new group we're launching this year called Embrace Grace. And the concept of the group is we're inviting uh, single moms who are pregnant into this group. So we're out in the community saying, hey, who can we come alongside, mentor, encourage, and help in this season of their lives? And then we're having other groups like throw a baby shower for this individual who's discovering Christ, discovering grace in the midst of their journey of life. So, so many wonderful things happening in and through our groups. And I, so I would encourage you to find that place of connection, to find that group, to find that, that place of growth, because this is what I believe for your life. I believe that God has greater plans and greater future for you to grow into. So we want to we come alongside you and help you in that journey. Well, not only do we want to help you grow, but we also want to help you find your place of service. It's interesting. Jesus said, not only did, did Jesus said these words, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And maybe, you know, if Jesus came to serve, we should be those who serve. Yeah. That should be an identifying characteristic in our lives as Christ followers. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, notice what the scripture says. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Now let's break this verse down just for a minute. Notice it begins by saying each one. So who do you think that includes? Like all of us, right? Like everyone is included. Each one, everyone who's a Christ follower, basically is what Peter is saying, should use. In other words, this is like not, um, this is not like, you know, you might want to do this. No, Peter said you should be doing this. Everyone should be using, notice, the gifts they have received to do what? To serve others. And as we do that, what individuals get to experience the grace of God through our lives as we are simply, as we're simply serving. And we discover greater purpose in our lives as we are living out service to others. But this morning we have Lisa Seeger here with us. Lisa's usually on our East Lincoln campus, uh, serving there. But we have her here today because she leads our grace teams. She leads our serve teams. And so I wanted her to be able to come and just tell you a little bit about what's happening in the life of Grace Covenant as it relates to serving. Would you welcome Lisa Seeger this morning? I am excited to be here with you guys this morning. My husband and I, Kurt, have been a part of the Grace Covenant family for about 19 years, and we have been serving on our East Lincoln campus for about the last eight. So I have to say good morning, East Lincoln. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I'll see you guys next week. So what an incredible testimony of God's faithfulness we have seen over these last 19 years or so. Pastor Farrell mentioned that each of us is called to serve and God has given us, our creator, placed within us a deep desire to make a difference. Using our spiritual gifts to serve others is an incredible way to make a difference, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others. There's something truly significant that happens as we take our giftings and we use them to serve others. And we truly find joy, we find significance, fulfillment, 
and purpose. And our Grace teams here at our Grace Covenant campuses are a huge part of that. Did you realize that it takes 364 individuals working together to fulfill our Sunday services on all of our campuses? That's 364 people sharing the love and the compassion of Christ through rocking babies, praying for others, welcoming individuals as they come onto our campus, and investing in the next generation. Those are individuals who have taken a step towards serving others and finding their gifts as well. You know, in 2019, we had 115 individuals sign up to serve on Grace Teams for the very first time. So great job taking that step in your faith journey to begin to do that here at Grace Covenant Church. So what's coming up in 2020 for our Grace Teams? That's a really exciting question for me because that's really all about you. Because each of us has that next step to take in our faith journey, and it's when we quiet ourselves before the Lord long enough to hear his voice that we hear that direction from him. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. When I first began to feel the nudge to start serving here at Grace Covenant, I wanted to dig a little deeper. I generally don't do things just on a whim. So the first thing I did was I took a spiritual gifts assessment. Now, for those of you who have never taken a spiritual gifts assessment, I would encourage you to sign up for Grace Track because there in Grace Track, not only can you find out how to connect with God and others and grow in your relationship, but you get to take one of those spiritual gifts assessments as well and kind of identify how God has created you and how you can best serve him with that. So I took my spiritual gifts assessment, and you want to know what my super spiritual number one gift was? Administration. So not healing or prophecy, but administration, which means I can organize very, very well. (laughs) So I wasn't sure what to do with that discovery, but I knew two things. I knew that scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 that we are all part of one body, the body of Christ, and each of us has a role to play. And I also knew that God was encouraging me to take that next step in my faith. So out of obedience, I did so. And I'll tell you what happened. God surrounded me with people who invested in me, who encouraged me, and that allowed me to begin to discover things about myself that truly I never knew. So I want to encourage each of you to take that same step as well. And again, it's not about what you can do for grace, but truly it is about what God can do in you and through you right here in our church family. Thank you. Well, there's serving in the Grace Covenant family, and there's service that happens to our community. Let me tell you two quick stories. We have a group of ladies who have the ability to knit. And they have this ministry called Yarns of Blessing. And they simply get together, have fellowship, interact, kind of iron sharpening iron as they're knitting blankets. This past week, someone came to me and said, Pastor, you won't believe this. Said we were, um, we were in the hospice center. We have a family member who is battling cancer. And we took a, um, a knitted blanket that we were going to lay over uh, our loved one's feet. And her feet were, were cold. And said as we laid the blanket over her feet, we saw this little tag attached that said, Yarns of Blessing. 
amazing Grace Covenant Church. Isn't that not amazing? Simply by individuals who are knitting in that what they're, they're revealing the love of Christ in a really simple way. Here's another ministry of service, S1A, serve one another. A group of men here at Grace Covenant um, said, hey, let's take our abilities and let's serve others. And so they put together this strategy and plan. And what I love about this is like this is not something the pastors of Grace Covenant set out to start. It was just a group of men who said, hey, we want to honor God as we're serving others. And we want to build things and repair things. And, and so they formed this group. And today we have about 70 men who, t- who do Saturday projects. And they're doing things like building handicap ramps. They're doing minor repairs. They've done a lot of work at the Hope House right here uh, in our community. What, they're simply taking their gifts and abilities and they're putting them to work in a way that's honoring God and blessing others. As they're living out their service. So we want to help you find your place of service. Because this is what we know. When you are serving others, you're being like Jesus. Right? When you're serving others, you're going to discover greater joy, greater fun, greater fulfillment in life. And through our serving others, we get to be a blessing. And you get to take the very blessing that God's given you, and you get to bless others. And in that, in that, there's great, there's great value. Well, not only do we want to help you serve, but we want to help you live out the Great Commission. Because I believe that for every Christ, well, if you're here today and you're saying, hey, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, then we believe that you have a mission. And it's the mission that Jesus gave us. It's a mission about going around the corner and to the nations with the hope of the gospel message. Interesting, this is what Jesus said in Matthew 28, just before ascending to the Father. He said these words to the disciples, therefore go. Not stay. Notice what Jesus said. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we are a church that's committed to going. We're committed to living out the Great Commission. Again, where's that happening? It's happening in our neighborhood. We're a part of that. And it's happening literally around the world. This past year, uh, we were in Lumberton, North Carolina twice. We were in Line Fort, Kentucky twice with gold teams. We were also in New York City. We were uh, on the island of Puerto Rico um, and we were in the Ivory Coast. Those are the places that we went this year. And uh, if you would celebrate with me, we were able to give this year $163,344 to other organizations here in our community. In other, in other words, what we've discovered is we don't have to do everything. One of the things that we can do is partner with other organizations who are doing it well. So we, we gave away $163,000. Global Missions was $131,200. We had 115 participants that were part of these GO teams, these mission teams, who were carrying out the hope of the gospel. This coming year, we're going to be in the Bahamas. We're going to be back in the Ivory Coast. We're going to be on the island of Puerto Rico. We're going to be in New York City. We're going to be back in Lumberton, Line Fork. All of that's a part of what's happening in this coming year. But, but uh, we would want you to think about, wow, how can I be a part of the mission? How can I be a part of 
of going. And this morning we have two ladies, uh, Erica and Judith, who were part of uh, one of our mission teams. And I thought it would be great, rather than you just hearing from me, that you be able to hear from them about, about their mission experience and how their going not only impacted their lives, but impacted the lives of others. So first ladies, thank you. Thank you for being willing to go, for being like great commission Christians. So first, Erica, let me begin with you. You were an interpreter for a trip to the island of Puerto Rico. So as you were thinking about going, you probably had this kind of expectation of what you thought it was yeah. going to be like. But then when you got there, it was a little different than what you expected. So tell us about your trip to Puerto Rico and what it was like being on assignment there. Well, like you just say before, when they call you to be interpreter, you know what you're going to do. But it was totally different. When we got there, um, it was a different trip. It was all about the community, all about the, we were like helping the pastors, uh, helping like the, the community, like everybody that was like with us was just like, we become be like a big family in one week. I thought, how this can happen? Um, after the first service, someone say, Erica, don't forget to say how much fun do we have? <laughs> because it was amazing and um, was was really different. So as you now have come back from that go trip, that mission encounter, how would you say it's changed your life and the lives of those that you shared this experience with? Because it was not just about what happened there. There's this ongoing work in and through your life, the work of Christ. Um, we just become be so close in one week. I didn't know anyone in my group, okay? And, um, and we become be friends. Now we are like sharing a life group together. And we just like learn so much from each other. It was not just to the community and the pastor, but between us as a believers, as a, you know, grace people. Um, I even saw like teenagers coming back to give their life to Christ. I saw them here like just at the altar a week after we came back from Puerto Rico, which was like, whoa, you know, they're getting serious about it and was because of that trip. Awesome. Well, Judith, this was your first mission trip to go on, to go to the island of Puerto Rico. So tell us about the, maybe one experience that you had, like one God experience while you were there. Well, when I was there, um, we, I saw several God experiences, not only amongst our team members um, and the children that we went to serve, but also um, the one that stands out the most was our driver. Um, when we got to Puerto Rico, we were assigned a driver and someone to look after us. Um, he actually lived in the house next to where we were staying, and he drove us everywhere we needed to go. And um, every day, um, he would drive us to and from the church and all the other places. Well, the pastor had told um, us that he always drives the mission teams, but he never comes to church. And so every time we got in the van, we would pray for our travels, we would pray for our day, and we would pray for our driver day and night. And um, at the end of our week, we invited him to our end-of-the-week program and party, and he came. And he enjoyed it, and we just kept loving on him. And uh, on the Sunday before we left, uh, we invited him to church, and he brought his wife and um, he came and he expressed that he had never felt um, so loved and su- met such nice people. And after we left, he continued to go. So, Wow. Yeah, you never know. I mean, like you're going could be about one person. Yep. 
Like God's drawing one individual and, and you get to be a part of that. Wow, what a story. Well, since it was your first time, what would you say to those here maybe this morning who's thinking about, well, I, I think I might like to go. I don't know. Maybe I want to go on the team uh, to the Bahamas this year or want to go to New York City. But they're a bit on the fence. What, what would you say to them? Well, when I was led to go on the mission trip, I was a little apprehensive. I wasn't sure. I didn't know the language. I didn't know if I was adequately prepared. Um, but I prayed about it. And um, God just let me know that if you make yourself available, he'll do the work. And he did. He blessed us all. Awesome. Would you join me in saying thanks to Judith and Erica? Well, God wants us to be a part of his mission going around the corner and around the world. Because this is what I know. People desperately need hope. They desperately need to come to discover the love and the life of Jesus. Listen, you can be a part of someone's redemption story as you go. And I want to share with you why this is so significant with a picture. Because I think oftentimes pictures are worth a thousand words. The picture that you see on the screen this morning is of a... Beautiful group of people in a little village outside of Sasaranda in the country of the Ivory Coast. And I had the privilege of being here this past summer. Now think about this. As you're looking at this photograph, two years ago, this group of people knew nothing about Jesus Christ. Two years ago, they did not have God's word in their heart language. Two years ago, they did not even have a building to gather and worship in. Fast forward to the present. Today, every one of these beautiful people you see in this picture have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Today, they have the Gospel of John in their heart language. Today, they have a building to gather under to celebrate and worship the God who's given them life. And listen, it's all possible because you were willing to be a part of giving and going. This is a part of the investment of this congregation into this community. And listen, here's the reality. You'll probably never get to meet one of these beautiful people. Your paths will probably never cross because of the miles that separate you. But think about this. What if one day, one day in eternity, someone who comes to you and says, you don't know who I am, but because you were willing to give and you were willing to go, not only did it change my life, but it changed the life and the future and the eternity of my whole family. Think about that. That's why we go. Because people need to know that they have a hope in Jesus Christ. They need to hear the gospel message. That's why, as a congregation, we are committed to giving and going, to be a part of what God's doing around the world. As a church, we're living on mission. And as we're living on mission, this is what I know. God is being glorified, and people's lives are being forever changed. Listen, you're making a difference. You're, you're making a difference in your life and with your life. Listen, we have this morning, we have so much to celebrate as we think about what God has done. But this is what I know. There's greater days ahead. Amen. Would you join me in saying thanks to our East Lincoln campus, our Statesville campus. We're going to turn back to them on their campuses.
Well, as I wrap this up this morning here for our Cornelius campus, I want to take just a moment to talk with you about our Embracing the Future campaign, the new facility we're building out back. Uh, this doesn't so much affect our East Lincoln campus or Statesville campus, uh, but certainly it does for us because we have a new tool that we're going to be uh, able to utilize in the coming months, in the coming years, a tool that's not only going to serve us as a church family, but, that has, that, but that's going to position us to serve the Lake Norman community. So I wanted to give you just a quick update. Um, this past year in 2019, thank you for your generosity. We had just shy of a million dollars that was given, $995,000 was given in 2019 to the Embracing Our Future campaign. Uh, to date, we have received about $1 million $725,519. So again, thank you for investing in what God's doing here at Grace Covenant. And here's the exciting news. Mark your calendar on April the 5th. So looking forward, just a few weeks from now, on April the 5th, we're going to have our first worship service in the Grace Life Center. We're going to dedicate our facility, give you an opportunity to tour the new facility uh, and to enjoy, to celebrate with us and all that God has blessed us with. So that's coming again on April the 5th. So we're looking forward to that day where we can dedicate um, and give thanks for this new facility. Well, God has done great things. Man, we are here to celebrate His goodness. But again, we're moving forward in expectation of greater things and a greater future. And I know of no better way to celebrate the goodness of God than this, than through worship, to declare the greatness of God. So I'm going to ask that you stand with me this morning. Let's declare the goodness and the greatness of God as we conclude our time this morning. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.